0: Hello and welcome to the Hallelujah Podcast. I'm your host, Grace, and I'm beyond excited to have you here today. At Hallelujah, my mission is to provide a space where you can grow in your faith, be encouraged, and gain an understanding of God's Word. In our episode today, we're joined by another very special guest, Sheila McIntyre, who is a Christian woman living in Western New York. She teaches business and computer courses at a high school, and she's been married for over 15 years as well. So a very beautiful, wise woman who is going to share all about her testimony, living boldly as a Christian and her very own devotional called Steep in the Word. So welcome to the Holy podcast. Thank you, Grace, so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. My pleasure. We we met yesterday just to talk about what we're going to speak about today and the devotional. And I got to hear more of her her story and her journey as a Christian as well, which was such a blessing. So yeah, really looking forward to, to getting into it today. And what we'll do to start off with, if you're happy to give just a bit of an introduction to yourself, your testimony.
1: Sure. Yeah. So I've been a Christian ever since I was in my teens, grew up, and my mom was a, a Christian. And and so I I had that foundation. I don't have this wild story of how I rebelled and I came back to the Lord. I've just always known the Lord. Mm-hmm. And ever since I was little, I've always loved helping people. And I think I always knew in my heart that I wanted to be a teacher from when I was young. Mm-hmm. Whenever you had those games you could play, like, what do you want to play today? I'll be like, let's play teacher. And I would be the teacher and I'd be like helping people. I'd be teaching. So I think at a young age, I really knew that that was really what I wanted to do. And so there was some deviation from that when I left from high school. But eventually I, I, by the time I was in my mid twenties, I was on track to, to being a teacher and I loved working with computers in particular. And so I ended up in the field of business education and I got a job right out of college, and I started working at a public high school and It's considered an inner city school, even though we're about thirty thousand people. but because we're a city, we're considered inner city. so we work with kids that really come from tough tough homes um a lot of a lot of broken homes, a lot of trauma and different things and so early on, the Lord really taught me to i've always been an encourager and an empathizer, but really being in that position, I really learned how to listen to people and really give them the space to open up and to talk and and to really feel like it was okay to share what was going on. And so not only did I wear the teacher hat, but often I wore, it seems like a counselor hat too. But while I, I had that experience, I feel like the Lord gave me that for a purpose so that I could start to understand what it was like to to draw from real life examples and and really apply the word to those situations, and so by the time I was, I guess it was about ten years ago, the Lord gave me this idea for my devotional, mm-hmm. and and He gave me a title, and I knew it was going to be steep in the word. But like all things, when you're scared and don't know what you're doing, you you kind of really drag your heels a little bit or a lot, I should say, yeah. and I I really. For 10 years, I, I was writing these devotionals, but I'm like, I don't know, like nobody's really going to listen, and I don't know how to really make this happen. And and so I guess it was probably within the last couple of years, the Lord really put it on my heart to, he pushed me basically, you know, and last year he said, you, you know, and it wasn't an audible voice, but that's that sweet spirit inside mm-hmm. of you, you hear the Lord prompting you saying, if you don't do something with this, I'm going to take this from you. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want that. And at this around the same time, I listened to an amazing conference, which was ironically called Procrastination to Publication, and it was with CJ Hits and his wife. And I, I thought, this is exactly what I need. I I really realized that even if it's for one person, that one person is so important to the Lord that's then that's who I'm going to reach. If it's more great, but he wanted me to be obedient and he wanted me to go through with this. And this year I finally published. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so it, mm-hmm. so it was, it was uh steep in the word and living boldly and flavorfully. And I really wanted the Lord, when he gave me that concept, it was, is a tea bag steeps in tea, the stronger The tea get you know the longer you have a tea bag sitting in the the water, the stronger Mm -hmm. it gets, the more flavorful it gets, and that was the word picture the Lord gave me for these devotionals. The longer you're you're steeping in the Word, the more bold you're going to get, the more flavorful (laughs) you're going to get, and as we grow in the Lord, we start to glow for Him and we start to be that light for Him, and that's really what I want for people. I want them to be able in this this day and age where it's really dark and really hard. I just want people to be those lights for him. He needs us out there desperately teaching people, sharing his word and his love for people.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And I love what you said, even just your heart for encouraging people as well. And I think God is really rising up more people to do that. And even I think things like where we have a devotional, you know, it's so important for us every single day to be in prayer and to be in the word and devotionals can really help. With that too, it's all too easy to rock up to church on Sunday. You know, we hear one word that kind of hypes us up a bit, or we get our our one bit of Bible teaching, and then you you go home Sunday afternoon, and then all that next week until Sunday, it's just back living as normal, not in prayer, not in the Word, not doing yeah. any devotionals as well. So I love that you can provide something for people that not only encourages them but also really does point them toward the word so that they're they're firmly rooted in that. Did you ever see yourself as someone who would be writing a book when you were growing up? Or was that did it take you or catch you a bit off guard when when God really started to put that on your heart? So I
1: can remember when I was in my early twenties, I started dabbling a little bit. I mean, I always journaled when I was a kid. Mm. Well I shouldn't say always, but I I journaled a lot. And when I was in my early twenties, I'd started writing a few pieces and my parents both said hey this is really good we think you should do something with it and I I still didn't really think about in terms of oh what would it be like to be a writer I hear oftentimes people who write oh ever since I was a kid this is all I ever dreamt about doing and while I had that encouragement from my parents I just never thought about oh yeah one day I think I'm going to write a book but then as, as you get older and you start to see how the Lord puts in place different, different things. And I'm yeah. like, maybe I can, maybe this is something that I have that I can share with people that mm-hmm. they would, they would get something out of it. But you always, there's always that imposter syndrome. There's always that, uh, this is never going to be successful or this mm-hmm. is never going to reach anybody. And I was in that place. I had actually, um, it was probably about two two years ago, three years ago, I had talked to a literary agent and she was a Christian literary agent and she had written some books and she was just going to give me some feedback. And I thought, oh, maybe, you know, if she really likes it, you know, she'll, she'll take it on. And I sent her a, the proposal that I had done, the book proposal. And, and she gave me feedback and it was like a lot of constructive feedback. And there wasn't a whole lot of positive, And I'm like, wow, this is horrible. Like I have nothing to give. And I, and I emailed her and I said, I really feel like, you know, I, there's no promise to this at all. And I feel like I just, you know, this is not any good. And she goes, oh no, I don't mean it that way. She goes, I'm just, I'm so used to trying to give feedback to authors to make it better. But I was so sensitive that it just destroyed me. And Mm -hmm. so then I sat on it for a while again, because I thought, Yeah, see, this is not worth anything. Like it's not going to help anybody. And the Lord had to really slowly work on my heart and say, you know what, if it's for that one, then it's important. You know, Jesus talked about the 99 and one, right? You know, going after the one sheep that's lost. And sometimes we we share something for many people. And sometimes we share something for just one person because the Lord loves us so much that one person is just as important as the 99. So we never know what we have that we can offer that somebody needs to hear in that moment. To us, it may not be important, but to somebody, it may be the world.
0: Yeah, I can totally relate to that. Even a few of the things you said, I remember early on when he'd really started to put my heart starting a podcast, I thought like I was kind of excited, kind of nervous. I'm sure similar feelings to what you had. But as it went on, I think you're so right in saying that when God has his hand on something and he prompts you to do it you really do need and yes there's a, a a bit of time of grace that's for sure but we really do need to just be be bold have courage to step out in obedience to do that because i got to the point where i felt that too it had been a few months of planning kind of sitting on it where i really really started to get that urgency in my spirit of exactly what you said of if if you don't do it now like i'll i'll, I'll take it away from you and i think we can always be encouraged that if someone doesn't say yes to something, God will rise someone else up. But also for us, what a, a beautiful but big responsibility to say yes and to be obedient when when he calls us to as well. And also totally agree with the the leaving the 99 for the one. And I think sometimes we can get so caught up on, you know, is my book or my podcast or my videos, whatever ministry you have, is it reaching a hundred people a thousand, ten thousand, a hundred thousand, and I think we can get so caught in that comparison trap of looking at what other people have done and the growth that they've had and going, "God, you know, you called me to this why 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 isn't it looking like this, or why isn't this happening?" But it's such a a beautiful and humbling experience just to to really always be keeping on top of of what our heart posture is' in going you know what, whether it's one, whether it's five, 10, whether it's a million, all I'm doing is, is doing it for that one, but also just doing this in obedience and and onto the Lord as well. So yeah, definitely relate to that.
1: No. And I just, you know, you were talking about that and it's so true. You know, sometimes we, I find myself doing the comparison thing a lot. Um, you know, we see all these people successful and we're like, man, They have like thousands of followers, thousands of books that they've sold. And I'm like, I have my meager little pile over here that I've sold, you know, and it it gets so discouraging because in our world where we seem to be so caught up in in comparing ourselves to other people, but you know, we don't realize there's so many other factors that go into that. And, you know, maybe they have other people who can boost them up or, you know, sometimes even, you know, on Facebook everything's not every not the way it seems, right? So they can have all these followers. But I just learned a few months ago, you can actually pay to have all these followers. So yeah. <laughs> even though it looks like they have thousands upon thousands, some people yeah. are like, oh, I'm going to pay to have all those followers. So it, it's just not everything is as you think it is.
0: Mm. And even just being faithful with what God has given us at this time, and in his time, He will he will grow it, he will use it. And it's not even about the growth either. It's just about doing what he has called us to right now. And and like you said, just encouraging for people. And I think when that is your heart, it's those little those little stories or 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 messages from people who go, Hey, I was so encouraged by this. Like this is exactly what I needed to hear. And that is like, yep. Yeah, all right, Lord, I'm where I need to be. I want to keep doing this. And and one day as well, you know, we'll all be in heaven with God, with Jesus. And it'll Everything will just be perfect. We won't have the ability like we do now to actually make our own decisions and choose to serve him in a podcast, in a book, in videos, in ministry, in church. I think really that this time that we have is such a beautiful sacrifice of our time and of our money to God when it when it actually matters and it's our choice to do it as well. Yeah. And I know when we were speaking yesterday as well, so there's obviously out even outside of the devotional as well, you really have have had a life of ups and downs being being bold or or God teaching you to be bold throughout different circumstances. Can you share a little bit about what your journey has looked like in in being a Christian woman and and being bold in your faith in some different areas?
1: Yeah, you know, I think a lot of times we we tend to look. At others, and we're like, oh, they never have any problems. And I, for one, am not one of those people. <laughs> um, you know, growing up, there were there were a lot of ups and downs. And even even though you know, I've written this devotional book, you know, there you have ebbs and flows. You have ups and downs. Where there are times when you feel so close to the Lord, and then there's other times when you don't feel as close. And things in life. Get in the way, unfortunately. And, you know, there are some times when you you go some days and you haven't spent time in the word. And the Lord has to continuously remind me, you, you know, that that time that you spend with me is so important. We get caught up mm-hmm. in the technology or just the cares of day-to-day life. And all of a sudden the day's gone and we're like, where did it go? And and we're tired and we crawl into bed and we'd like, well, oh, we haven't spent time with the Lord and His Word. And and I think that. The more we become technology driven, the harder it is to set aside time and spend with Him. And, you know, we've got so many distractions. We've got TV, we've got technology, we've got people, we've got work. You know, we've just so, we're always on the go. Mm -hmm. And, and really spending time, and that was really what one of my devotionals was about, was taking time to unplug and to really just spend time with the Lord because that time helps to ground us. And I find for myself, My time is multiplied when I spend time with the Lord. It is completely multiplied. I get more done. I am more satisfied with the work that I get done than if I don't spend time with Him. And it sounds contrary to what humans would think. We're like, oh, yeah, like we don't have time to spend with the Lord. We got all this Uh to do and we'll get all this done. But the Lord is always faithful whenever you dedicate time to Him. And that's not why you do it, but I'm just saying as a byproduct of spending time with Him. Your time is so much better utilized when you spend time with him. It's like he shows you where you need to spend time. He gives you the clarity of mind to know how to, to answer the questions that need to be answered or mm. to, to complete the work that needs to be done in less amount of time. And I don't know how it works, but I've just, that's been my experience. And so, you know, really we think often, oh, I don't have 15 minutes to do that. I got to, I got to do all this. But when you dedicate that time to him, he is so faithful in saying, Mm -hmm. I will give you more than enough time to get everything else done. And I think just in our, in our society where everything is so busy, let's go, let's get everything taken care of really in the end, it's not eternal. What's eternal is what we learn about the Lord and what, when the time we spend with him. And so. As I've gone through life, I've had those ups and downs, but I'll tell you the times that I have felt the closest to the Lord have been have been the most brutally hard trials that I've encountered. And I'm like, I'm never going to make it, Lord. I'm never going to make it. Like I don't understand why this is happening. My heart is broken. I feel like I'm just never going to make it through this valley. And every single time he shows up, and that is the time when my relationship with him has grown the most. And while I don't want to go back to those times, <laughs> I can tell you I wouldn't trade them. There are at least at least two or three that I can think of off the top of my head where I thought, this valley is so deep and so long and so hurtful. And the Lord was right there in the midst of everything. And those were coming out the other side. My relationship with him was sweeter and better and stronger. And I would never trade those times because it, it just—he promises to be with us in in those hardships, and he promises whatever he he brings us to, he will bring us through. Yeah. And those are the times, even though as as
0: humans we hate them, they're they're the times when we grow the most. That's so true, and I can definitely relate to that. I mean, I even had a, a period or a season like that, probably from about. 3 months ago 6 months back and it was it was one of the the hardest seasons of my life but you're so right in saying that when you in those seasons in the middle of that if you can press into God and go you know what this this is hard this really this really sucks but I'm going to trust you I'm going to keep praying I'm going to keep getting in your word and I know that you are you are growing me you are refining me and the growth that you have from that and even just the the different kind of relationship and intimacy that you have with him in those seasons is is so different because it's one thing – and I'm sure we can relate this to friendships or, or marriages or family as well – but it's one thing to love people and have that relationship and spend time with them when things are great and it's good for you, you know, it's good for them, it's lots of fun, but it's in those real seasons – and and the valleys where it is it is hard it is stressful it is tired you don't know what it looks like in the future to to really dive in and and press into god in those seasons there the growth the refinement is 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 so powerful and you you honestly do look back and you go you know what even that was so hard even though that was so hard when i was in it i would absolutely not not change it for the world so i can definitely relate to that and for you When you were in the middle of those, those harder seasons, what did you do practically to help you seek God or keep trusting him? What did that look like for you? So during those
1: seasons, I think that's, I think oftentimes when we start in those seasons, our first reaction is to pull away and we just, we want the pain to go away. So like, what can we do to make it go away? Mm -hmm. And then when we realize that we're stuck, we're there, (laughs) we're not getting out anytime soon, at least it feels like it. It becomes a season of prayer and seeking the Lord. And it becomes a season where sometimes that there's, um, you rotate between different things. Sometimes you feel like you're having a hard time praying. So then sometimes it's worship music where you Mm -hmm. are, where you are singing. And I'm a terrible singer, but Okay. Between me me and the (laughs)
0: Lord. I get that. Sorry, Lord.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you know, sometimes it's that putting on worship music and it's like, okay, I don't feel this right now, but I am gonna, I'm going to put some music on and the Lord again is faithful to, he, he gives us those songs that really reach our hearts and our souls in that moment. And so that helps to uplift. Sometimes it really is just spending time in prayer. Sometimes I can remember one season I went through, I was so broken and I just was hurting so bad. Literally my heart hurt. It really hurt. And I'd never encountered that up to that point or ever since then. Like it was literally a moment where, or a season where it it felt like my heart was broken in a million pieces. And and I can remember I, I was just searching for answers and I was praying and pleading and and I can remember that I, I found a book and it was called The Blessings of Brokenness by Charles Stanley. And in that book, there were so many nuggets of truth that really just spoke to my heart and and I would highly recommend that book for anybody. It was one of those, those books that talked about, you know, when we set up things in our lives, they get set up, anything that takes the place of time with the Lord becomes an idol. And we don't, I don't always think of it that way. I'm like, oh, I just like doing this. But anything that really takes our attention away from him, he's a jealous God. And he will say, you know, you need to let that go that cannot have that kind of time consuming power over mm-hmm. And in this book, it talked about the Lord stripping away all the stuff that really is very harmful to us, even what we don't see as harmful, and really just getting us down to the point where all we can do is seek Him. And in that moment, that was exactly what I needed to read and what I needed to hear. And I thought, wow, yeah. And I needed to spend that time with Him. And during that season, I got so close to the Lord and coming out the other side, I thought, Mm -hmm. I never would have wanted to trade that time. It was one of the hardest times I've ever gone through in my life. But in that moment, in that season, it was really just, it was praise music or worship music. It was praying. It was, and sometimes it is pleading and sometimes it's, Lord, I don't understand. And he, he's a big enough God. He understands our questions. He allows us to have that time to, to seek him and to say, i don't understand why this is happening but he knows that we're struggling and he wants us to ask questions he wants us to rely on him and trust in him and i and i remember another time i i had actually been told that my job was going to be cut to half time so i was going to lose my health insurance because um well my husband he he has some health issues and he's not able to work and so it was me and i thought what are we going to do lord this is horrible and i remember walking back up to my classroom and I was crying and I didn't even realize at the time it was a casting crown song that I will praise you in the storm. That was what phrase that that was what came to my mind. And I'm sure I'd heard the song, but that song got me through that season. It was really the thing that just gave me hope. And I kept sending out applications. I sent out over 90 teaching applications and nothing was working. I'm like, Lord, what in the world? But he wanted me where I was. And through a series of circumstances, it ended up being that somebody in our department retired the next year in my job, or not the next year, the year year after that. And um, I got a full time job again. But there were some scary moments. And that's what the Lord allows us to go through to remind Mm -hmm. us it's not all us. We can't rely on ourselves. We have to rely on him. And I think he allows us to go through those times to say, Look at me, look up. I'm the one who gives you what you need. It's not you. You think it's you, but it's really not, I promise.
0: Oh, that's so true. And I think what I've been, or what he's really been showing me more of is is just, it's his gentleness and it's his gentleness in those seasons and in the seasons where there's time for healing that needs to be done, you know, deep inner healing of hurts and pains that we have Whatever that look like, whatever that looks like, he's so gentle in in like you said, letting us have that time of of grieving and wrestling and going, God I don't know what is going on right now. I don't know what you want me to do. I'm tired, I'm scared, help but then also in in seasons of, of getting us through that he's he's so good and he's so faithful and he's so gentle in bringing us through through that. I would also love to know so when you came out of those seasons of of the hard the hardship the wrestling life and having that growth did you find that that affected your walk with God after as well in terms of how you lived how you either professed your faith or yeah how how you just interacted and, and lived as a Christian
1: Yeah you know it's really interesting you asked me that question cuz coming out of in that one particular season where I said my heart felt like it was broken, coming out of that season, I really felt like I had drawn so much closer to the Lord and I had so much more compassion and understanding and kindness towards others. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're, you're thinking, how would you, how is that even possible going through something so hard? But I think when the Lord breaks us in that way, He's remoulding us, and he's making us you know you talk about in Romans 12, one and two where you know we're we're being formed to be more like the Lord, you know we don't want to be conformed to this world, we want to be conformed more to like Jesus, and I think when we go through those moments of brokenness, we really realize that what's important is our relationship with him, and as we grow in those seasons. I really do think we do begin to glow for him. We become this light for him because he's teaching us to be more like him. And because he teaches us to be more like him, we learn how to not be so selfish. We learn to be more kind and compassionate because we've gone through hard things. I think we're able to empathize with people in a different way. And I, I really think that had I not gone through so many seasons where I've struggled I wouldn't understand what it's like for other people to go through it Mm. Um, for about 25 years. I had an anxiety disorder. I had OCD. And for people who don't know what it is, it's obsessive compulsive disorder. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever gone through in my life. My Lord, or the Lord set me free of it, you know, probably about, um, five, six years ago. And I, I am so thankful for that, but during that 25 years that i went through that it gave me such an understanding and appreciation for people who struggle with anxiety and mm-hmm. had i not gone through that i wouldn't know what it's like for other people to walk mm-hmm. in those shoes so i think he has us go through things and he strips away all those those facades that we have in our lives that we like to so like that we like to put up in such a way so people don't see that we really are struggling mm-hmm. And he strips all that away and helps us to see that we need to rely on him. And through that, through those seasons of brokenness, we can reach out to people who really genuinely need him. And for a lot of people, they don't even know him. So we can reach out to them through those hurts, through those troubles they're going through, and we can point them to him and he can show them that love and grace and mercy that he has. For them, because oftentimes people think he's just this terrible God that lets all this bad stuff happen. And that is not who he is. He's this amazing, loving father who made us, created us to enjoy spending time with us. And people don't often see that. They just think that somehow these he's this horrible person and he's not. And so I think we can share with other people what we've gone through from a Christian perspective. Yeah. And my prayer is that people would
0: see him in a different way. Mm. You're so right in saying that sometimes it it really does take people getting to the end of themselves and those those darkest darkest points in life to be, maybe it's just even more more open to God. I think often mm. when we're at, you know, everything in life is going great, we're at the height of our career, we're earning good money, we've got everything we need, beautiful marriage, beautiful kids whatever that might look like, sometimes there's just not that need for God and we absolutely need God at all times. But I think for people who, who aren't walking with God, if they feel like they have everything, then why, why would they, why would they need to change anything? Because when we, I guess when we come to faith as a Christian, it's all about surrender and it's all about our putting ourselves to death and then being raised again with Christ and that surrender to him, the new creation in him. And I think, like you said, that can be really hard for people in this world, which is so much about ourselves, what we're doing, what we're earning, who who we are, that to put that to death is is less than ideal for a lot of people. And it's sad sometimes that it does just take people getting to the lowest of lowest places in their life when everything has been stripped back but it's also such a beautiful place to be because it, it's that genuine surrender and and knowledge that we, we we need God. It's like, God, I I've lost everything. I, I I need you. I can't do this by myself. Yeah. And it's from that moment that I think it's so important as Christians to to be aware that when people are in that time to to share our faith, to, to point them to Jesus and to give them hope. Because yeah. in all honesty, we look at the world, there's not a lot of hope out there. There's not a lot of hope and, and we see people striving and, and always going after after money, after relationships, work, careers, whatever that looks like and that success, but ultimately all of that ends up leaving us feeling so, so empty and it it's in those moments that it's like the the power of God, the power of us sharing our testimony is so, so impactful as well.
1: Yeah, And that's so true. It reminds me of, you know, I'd heard a story about where, you know, people went to a different country and, and these people, they serve the Lord, but they're, they're poor. They're just, Mm -hmm. they have nothing. And they said, it's so amazing to see how those people can be laughing and the joy on their face is so evident. And to us, we look at and go, how is that possible? They're Mm -hmm. so poor. They don't have much to live, and yet they're so joyful. And it's because their joy comes from the Lord. Yeah. And you cannot have a lot, and that's okay. But when you know that the Lord is providing for you, mm-hmm. and he's taking care of you, that takes off such a burden off of our shoulders. Jesus talked about His the burden being light. When we go to him, He we don't have to carry this heavy burden that feels like every day we're being weighed down. And I'm, I struggle just as much as anybody does, you know, even though I've been walking with the Lord for over 30 years, Mm -hmm. you know, we still want to take up that burden. We want to carry it ourselves because we think that in ourselves, we can fix it. And really in and of ourselves, we can't do anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're not even guaranteed our next breath. We can't control our health. We can try and be healthy, but I'm sure you as well as the next person have seen people who've lived healthy and they've, they've, live their whole life eating the right foods, making sure they exercise. And then they get really sick with some disease. And they, you're like, that makes no sense to me. They've mm. lived as healthy as they can, and yet they're sick. Because we just don't have any control over our lives at all, even though we think we do. And mm. so really that joy that comes from the Lord, when you when you end the day and you're like, the the truth of it all, you can have a million dollars, but if you're really sick and you're dying, what can you do about it? There's literally nothing. The only person who can help you is the Lord. I mean, not all the, all the doctors in the world, you know, like if you have cancer, there's really not much people can do for that. They can try and give you chemo, but there's no guarantees, you know, that you're gonna, you're gonna come out on the other side. And Mm -hmm. all that to say that our breath, every breath we have comes from the Lord. And we just don't have as much control as we think we do.
0: Mm. I love the point that you said, and it's very true in saying that we don't know how many days, how many minutes, how many seconds some of us have left. And I think sometimes, or, or what I've seen, is that people can go, "Oh, well, you know, I'm not quite ready to to come to know Jesus because I've still got other things that I want to do in life. You know, I'll I'll do it in a few years, or I'll I'll do it just before I die." But you're right. The fact of the matter is is that we we don't know when we'll be our last breath. And eternity is it's a very long time to spend in one place or another. So we we so need to right now acknowledge that that we that we all need Jesus, that that He is the way, the truth, and the life. And I think yeah. as we come honestly to to know Jesus, I think we can have these expectations of you know, when I'm a Christian, I have to give this up and give that up, and it's going to be so sad, and this is going to be awful. But it's like the the fullness and the joy that you experience walking with Jesus is is so much more fulfilling than anything in the world. And and many of many of us have experienced that. I mean, I grew up in a Christian home and I fell away from my faith for about eight years. So I experienced all of that. And it leaves you feeling so empty like there's there's just there's no there's no hope but then when you have jesus that is where you have hope and freedom and life and love and joy so i definitely think it's it's a it's a really big risk to take just to to wait to wait and see and to chase the things that our that our flesh that our word or that our world desires as well yeah
1: and go
0: ahead now you go
1: I was just going to say, you know, what you were saying, you know, is so true. We're not promised tomorrow and in teaching. So this is my 20th year teaching and of the students that I know, and I'm sure there's probably more, but it's really sad to me because I've had over 30 students who have passed away from, for one reason or another, drug overdose, tragic accident. And I think to myself, you know we oftentimes we think, "Oh, when somebody's in their seventies, eighties, nineties, we know that you know there's a good possibility that you know they they might die sooner. You know we don't want to think that, but just you know we know well, they lived an old age, you know into an old age, and but when we see somebody who's in their teens or in their twenties, yeah. we're like, "Oh,
0: it rocks like, you
1: and it really does, and every time I hear it, it rocks my world because I think. What was their relationship with the Lord? Because that's what matters. Did they trust Jesus as their savior? Because if they didn't, that means that there's an eternal hell that they're going to be in for the rest of their lives. And this this thing that our world says, well, we can put that off. We'll deal with it some point later. There might not be a later. There might not be a tomorrow. And every time I hear of it, it breaks my heart because I'm like, where was their where was their walk with the lord what mm-hmm. did they choose jesus as their savior and it just really when i think of it in those terms it totally destroys me i think wow like and so then it makes it even more urgent i'm like okay how can i share the lord more with people and in my job obviously it's hard because as a public school teacher i'm so limited in what i can share with people but you know, trying to find ways to to outreach beyond the school day. You know, how can I reach people for the Lord? Because it's just that important. At the end of the day, the only things that's gonna, the only thing that is gonna matter is our eternal life, whether it's gonna be with the Lord or whether it's gonna be separated from the Lord. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's so true. And for you, I mean, if if there was either anyone who was in one of those seasons of, of the dark valleys and the hardship or the people who maybe are like what we've spoken about, where it's, I don't want to choose to follow Jesus right now. Maybe in the future, we'll see how it goes. I've got other stuff to do right now. What, what advice or what, what words would you have for them?
1: My advice would be don't put off what you can make a decision on right now in this moment. You're not promised tomorrow. It might feel like the world is falling apart right now, but the Lord can make sense of it, even when it doesn't feel like anything makes sense. He can be with you. He is with you. Even if you choose at this moment to not be walking close to him, he is still right there. He's a prayer away. He wants to be walking beside you where you feel his presence and where you feel his peace. And even when you're going through the hardest of hard times, he can give you a peace through it, even though you're struggling. You can feel that he is with you and that he's going to provide for you somehow, some way. You don't see it happening right now, but he's making all the pieces come together. And sometimes we won't understand on this side of eternity why. And that's the age old question. People will say, why? Why is this happening? Yeah. And sometimes we don't have answers. And I try to be careful not to give a platitude to people, you know, sometimes they'll they'll be going through something and I'm like, well, everything happens for a reason, but sometimes that's just not, it's not helpful. And we don't know why we don't know why it's happening, but there is some purpose. And I, and I'm not always going to, I can't always tell you, I know what it is, but I know that if the Lord chooses to reveal it, I know that he's perfect and that there is a perfect mm-hmm. plan. Yeah. And, if you have the opportunity to go through something hard and you can have somebody walk beside you who has all wisdom and is all knowing, I would so much rather walk through it with somebody who knows exactly what's happening than walk through it by myself and not know or even have a hope of knowing why.
0: Yeah. Amen. Amen. I think that's such a good word for people. And I I hope that Plant a seed, and that people listening have have soft hearts to hear that too. And I think we all we all have that longing to to be known. And ultimately, Jesus is is the one who will who will know us best. Like you said, who will walk with us through the highs, the lows, every every season of life. And it is his his voice that that guides us. It anchors us, and it gives us so much hope and a future. and I normally, when I have guests on the show, I always, I always get them to pray for the people who are, who are listening. So I given all of that and that the, the words that you had for them, I would absolutely love if you could pray just for the people listening, as well as we start to wrap this up. Happy for me to pass over to you for that. All right.
1: Dear Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for all those that are listening to this podcast. I pray for each and every single one of them that you would reach down and touch their hearts and lives, that they would feel you in a very special way, that they would know that you have not forsaken them, that you are right there beside them, walking with them. I pray that they would feel your presence, and I pray that they would feel your love. We know that you are absolutely a good God, and that you created us to fellowship with you, and you created us to enjoy time with us. You so desire for us to set aside time to spend with you, and you do that because you want us to know you. And oftentimes we get busy in our day-to-day lives, and we think about what's the next thing we're going to do, where are we going, who are we seeing, and often we forget about you. And you so desire to have that close relationship with us. So close that you've given us your word to read and to delve into. And your word is like this beautiful flower that continuously blooms. The more we learn, the more we read, the more it comes alive to us. And it becomes even more beautiful. And we pray, dear Lord, for each person that they would be comforted in their times of sorrow. We pray that they would seek you in every circumstance and know that whether it's a happy time or a sad time, that you are there to celebrate with them or you are there to comfort them as they struggle. And we pray that for anyone who doesn't know you, we pray that you would touch their lives, that they would see you in a brand new way. And I pray that You would touch their lives, that they would give their lives to you and accept Jesus as their Savior, and that they would know that they can have eternal life through your Son Jesus, who reconciles us to you. We pray that as eternity is forever. I pray for everyone listening, that they would make that decision to clearly stand for you and with you through your Son Jesus, that they would have eternity with you. It's such a long time. And there is not always a tomorrow promise to us. We pray they would make that decision now. We thank you, dear Lord, for your guidance, for your wisdom, for giving us your word. We pray you will help us to steep in your word. We pray that you will help us to to soak in your word, to live boldly for you, and to be that to be that salt in the world today, to be that light that others would see you, that they would see you through us. And we pray that we would grow in your word and glow for you to be a bright light in what seems to be a very dark world right now. We thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace. We thank you for your provision in all things. And we know that we can ask you the hard questions and you will walk through it. Walk us through those situations that we are called to go through. We may not like it, but we know that on the other side, you will have grown us up in a closer walk with you. We thank you and love you, and in Jesus' name
0: we pray, amen. 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 Oh, God is good. God is good. Amen. For anyone who wants to find out more about you, where can we find you in terms of a website, buying the devotional? Tell us a bit about where we can find that.
1: So my devotional is on Amazon currently. Um, You can type in steep in the word and you can put in my name. Usually it pops up with steep in the word. I also have a Facebook page right now. It's called steep, deep in the word. Um, So if you go to facebook.com and then you do a forward slash sleep steep, deep in the word (laughs) tongue twister, you will get there. Um, (laughs) And so those right now are my two different ways to get a hold of me. I am working on a physical book, but that's going to be a little bit before that happens. And so I have some exciting things planned for a volume two. But in the meantime, it's a 21 day devotional. It was meant to be bite sized. So people feel like they can. They can do it. It's doable. They can accomplish in three weeks. They can go through the devotionals, and hopefully, it will be a blessing to your readers. Yeah.
0: Amen. Oh well, that's so good. And I know you've you've sent me across a copy as well, so I've already started to to go through and read it, and definitely looking forward to to a hard copy one as well. I'm such a big book junkie, even though I have so many that I have. And haven't read I'm I'm working my way through them slowly but yeah definitely looking forward to that and would so encourage everyone to check out Sheila's stuff it is such an encouragement and blessing for you in the highs the lows the different seasons of of life as well so thank you everyone for tuning into episode 44 of the holiday your podcast with our beautiful guest, Sheila McIntyre. My hope and prayer is that we will always be able to point you to Jesus and that you'll leave feeling encouraged, equipped, inspired, and ready to go out and be salt and light in this world. Don't forget to follow and leave a five-star review if you're enjoying this content and also Sheila's Facebook page as well. Feel free to jump over there, give that a follow in and keep up to date with all of of her, her good stuff too. And I'll leave links to that in the description for this as well, so that you can easily find it there. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Halu Podcast, and thank you so much, Sheila, for for coming on as well. And I'll see you all next time.